get to draw all your belches out and I think all how, is a bit much to ask for. How are, most? How are most? How, how? What's your gas level? I guess. Maybe. Are we the bottom quintile of gas expulsion? <laughs> Near bottom? Okay, we'll do it. All right. Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we find some of the coolest university technologies so that you don't have to. We want to find solutions to some of these big problems and then add to the volume of these innovations and hopefully help them become actual things on a shelf somewhere that will help us help all of our lives. My name is Joined, uh, my name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher, PhD, science wizard. Hi, Tyler. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for asking. I'm also joined by Joe Rungi, the Dr. Law Dog in our office and an entrepreneurial werewolf. I am the Dr. Law Dog and a entrepreneurial <laughs> werewolf. That's that right. is that's <laughs> the right prepositions. Very important distinction. Prepositions? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of distinctions, sure. please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it. Please tell your friends. Tell everyone. Innovation Overground is the place for all academic innovation worldwide. Any help you can give us in that is greatly appreciated. Yes, we do want to. Um, you helping us spread the word helps us do what we want to do, which is help these innovations become actual things. So all that said, I want to go over something that I was shocked and appalled to learn about both of you suckers. Ooh. Um, first off... We said we wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> Second off. Uh, <laughs> B. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I'm shocked to learn that that you guys think that you can tell that I'm a crappy parent based on either a genetic test or a psychological test, which sounds like hokum to me. Um, I might as well like read the Chinese Zodiac as far as to, to, to tell what's going to determine my behavior. How really? could it, how could it, well, all right, I'm gonna start with you, Tyler. How does a DNA test reveal how I'm going to behave? Well, I'm going to set aside the three years of anecdotal evidence and just go straight to the, no, I'm just joking, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You could, yeah, you could observe. The, fine. He's not ruling out observation. I'm not ruling that out. I'm, talking about, okay, a, okay. I'm okay. talking about a blood test where you read my DNA and say, oh yeah, yeah. dude, you are a crappy parent. So how, how do you figure that out? So everything about us that we care about is at least in some way, shape, or form governed by our genome, our DNA, everything. So a few, okay. a few examples. Yeah, sure. And it's, I mean, it's a little hard to directly tie this to parenting. Parenting's – Well, we're talking about behavior. I mean, it doesn't sure. have to be parenting. I'm yeah, just yeah, trying sure. to be tongue-in-cheek a little bit. But So to get the – so things that are more simplistic but still really complicated. We're talking about a lot of different polygenic traits. So that means multiple genes are involved at play, right? Multiple okay. genes. Um, so one example, height, human height. There's over 700 genes that have been discovered to be involved with human height. Um, I get how you might be able to predict height, but even yeah. then, yeah. if you get poor nutrition as a baby. You're right. That's a very good point. So it's not solely genetics. The scientists believe there's somewhere between 50 and 80% of your heights governed by the genes you receive from your parents. And then the rest is things like nutrition. You're right. If you're malnourished, you're not going to reach your full potential. Right. That's a very good point. Um, intelligence, similarly, over 500 genes govern intelligence. Again, 50 to 80%. There's a wide variance here. But, but importantly, these are more than 50. It's basically scientific, scientifically accepted that these are more than 50% responsible for your, your final intelligence or your, your final height, okay. your final parenting skills. Right. Okay. Yeah. So 
so how do you so what's the test then what what is it what other is it okay so there isn't a perfect test it doesn't for this sound like a behavior yet. it sounds like just a trait yeah but a behavior but your behavioral profile is a trait and i'm it, saying it, it, it isn't can be, it can be influenced by things like the weather or whether or not you had a handball for, <laughs> for lunch nice well, well played sir well played but but you, all of us have a, a basically a, an inherent uh, nature to us, I guess. So okay. So my, I thought I'm, you argue, said beha- I'm arguing for nature here. I, I, I thought you said when you're talking about behaviors, I thought you're more likely to get angry in traffic or something. Sure. Or, yeah. No. I yeah. Definitely. Do you think a DNA I, test can help that? Not now. Not now. But I think you it, think it's there. Inevitably, we eventually will be able to tell if you're going to be a road rager <laughs> with a DNA test. That would actually be really useful. Yeah. Well, don't let those it depends on how it depends on who is doing the test, and who has <laughs> access to that information, and yeah. whether or not the government. If the DMV gets those results, you may not get a driver's license. So, it's <laughs> yeah, but there's a certain element to which the evaluation behavior needs to be empirical, right? So, you know, you guys were joking about setting aside like the last three years, but yeah, you know, I, I acknowledge that like psychological tests are imprecise. But they are, however, geared to something that human beings are doing a lot longer than they've been, you know, messing with genomes and and doing DNA analysis. And that's observing each other's behavior. And more importantly, they can apply methodology associated with that and statistics to sort of try to identify what are the actual observable behaviors that are relevant for trying to make predictions based on people. Uh, To wit, there is a technology out of Penn that basically looks at social media and has a lexicon of words. And what they've done is correlated that to other psychological metrics, I know not what, that are associated with empathy. And so Mm -hmm. the idea is is that they can go through your Instagram or your Facebook and really assess what is your actual empathy profile based on the things that you've actually written. And it's not based upon, I am empathic towards this particular situation or obvious statements of empathy, but they're much more based around the, the much more subtle language choices that we make. I think that you know, big data analysis associated with behavior, it certainly can be predictive. I think you know, it's a fun joke to talk about, you know, are you a crappy parent or not? But like in reality, that's probably too fine a point on it. I do think, however, that there are broader psychological trends that we're constantly broadcasting to the world. And that's kind of consistent with my own observation, mostly of, of myself. Um, but, you know, the, the, the general premise being that, you know, there is so much data out there based on human behavior. So much of it now is ossified in the permanence of, you know, the Internet yeah. and, and can essentially be mined and experimentally validated on it's already owned by google and Dude, Facebook. this sounds really familiar it sounds like there was a God, i think around 2000 maybe 2016 there was something that analyzed people's twitter feeds right and it would determine what type of it was really broad it would you know it wasn't really specific as far as but it wasn't about personality it was about how angry twitter is it yeah well got into how how what kind of what your attitude was, was it like as this, a their user. life satisfaction or something well it got like into that? are you are you generally a positive person yeah, exactly or you yeah, a yeah. negative person glass half full glass half empty yeah, so, and, yeah, then, yeah. The, and then so it yeah it kind of put you like there were like four quadrants yeah you know, and you could and and it would kind of show like a weird shape on you're generally positive and something mm-hmm. else or whatever yeah. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it, but that was a long time ago now. You know, I'm uh, barely a scientist anymore, but one Mm -hmm. of the things I always remembered with hypothesis generation is, you know, the more broadly you state your hypothesis, the more generally you need to support it. Mm. And so I think like to make a psychology test that has like a really thin edge 
or is like making a really specific prediction, that's really hard. But yeah. weirdly, if you can sort of try to identify the trend that's like appropriate for the scale of the tools that you're identifying are there. That said, you know, to kind of like steer back towards the the way the clash was going, right? I mean, I think that my tendency towards road rage is, you know, certainly has my genetic predisposition for how yeah. I feel things. But operationally, I think it's much more, you know, a combination of learned behaviors of kind of the different modules in my brain and which ones, you know, have been empowered by my past decisions, um, as well as probably psychological triggers that are wholly unconscious to me. You know, mm -hmm. my road rage may trigger more because, you know, whoever is inflicting upon me recognizes or resembles a childhood situation. Now, maybe there's a genetic element to that, but. Oh, definitely. You know, I so are we coming to a compromise? I don't know. I'm, I'm still not quite sold. I'm, how do Compromises you don't sell podcast tickets. Okay. Well, then, then fine. How about this? Anger! I agree with everything you said. Conflict! It's just downstream of your genetics. Oh, so your point is it's like primacy, right? Yes. You're saying all that crappy behavior stuff you're talking about is simply an epigenetic phenomenon. Yep. Get if back three episodes. I was ago. willing to compromise, but now, now I'm just <laughs> I'm doubling down. Nice. You're doubling down on the compromise. <laughs> You're doubling down, uh, and we're both right. Let's get a beer. I don't know. So uh, the there's an interesting technology that is trying to basically provide genetic tests for everything under the sun. They don't have one for parenting yet, but they have like 30 odd tests right now. It's called Origin Inc. out of Boston. Um, they were famously running a demo lab in the San Francisco 49ers Levi's Stadium that was shut down by the federal government because it wasn't an appropriate genetics lab. Oh. It wasn't like a sanction. Was it Theranos? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> okay. It's origin. It was a big PR stunt okay. that, didn't, that kind of backfired. They were offering free- Sounds like Theranos. Or did it. <laughs> yeah, or maybe not. They, they're still alive and kicking. Oh, okay. So it was, it was free genetic testing for anyone at a 49ers game. You just stopped by their lab and offered a sample. Yeah. Oh, God, that just sounds like a data <laughs> And they would run it right in front of you. So, oh, it's totally exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so they offer <laughs> tests for fitness, nutrition, hunger and weight, behavior. They have a test called superhero test. Did they find a genetic predisposition for being a 49ers fan? You, that would have been even a better PR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like apparently if you have this sequence. <laughs> uh, man, they have, um, th they have a test for runners. Um, they have a test for metabolism, child development, vitamins, lactose intolerance, alcohol allergies. So these just like genetic panels? Joint care. They have a test. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're just very – so obviously, again, they're not doing a whole genome sequencing here. They're just doing a, some, some very yeah. directed panels. So what are you saying for runners? What are they looking for? That's what I keyed in on too. Is it yeah. Like you're – I don't know. Your the, ability the, to come back from joint inflammation most likely. The, actually, that's a separate test. No, Tyler. It's probably the same uh, test with a different label on it. Your efficiency in processing oxygenated blood? They, they, they partnered with the with, – with the, uh, <laughs> U.S. Olympic team, and they have a test on U.S. ski and snowboard uh, ability. Your sick turn test. <laughs> <laughs> your your caffeine tolerance. Your that one sounds kind of cool. Actually, to pull off the fintuzler or whatever oddly named move. The that they the, have the triple snow, the triple Indy, triple Mc McDougal. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, McTwisty. Um, <laughs> Man, I can go for a McTwisty. <laughs> skin, skin aging, exercise Me too. recovery. No sprinkles, please. 
Yeah, so they have dozens of these tests. Um, so it's at the moment what they're selling is interesting. Um, you, 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 you okay. Give them a look. Um, I don't own any stock in them, so not, I've got no <laughs> conflicts of interest here. Yeah. So but, but just my, so everyone knows, Tyler is just fixed on twiddling his thumbs right now. <laughs> what? The, yeah, go the, ahead. My, my, my bigger point is in the future, I think these tests will actually be more predictive okay <laughs> all right more informative so what you're talking about like getting your kids tested and you find out okay you're gonna have to be a bobsledder talking about before that i'm t- so th- there's actually there's going to be a, so our kids or our grandkids will have a choice whether or not they want to design their own babies this will be a choice that's going to be coming to to us God, to humanity just... it's happening okay I'm it's going to happen right now we will never have a good enough understanding of human genetics to be able to do that we Ever. we we I will and, 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 I will and, and, take and an open your market. genetically engineered bobsledder and put him up against <laughs> any randomly picked bobsledder, and I'll, I'll take odds on that any day. I, so I'm going to throw down. I, yes, I'll, 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 I have two my comments. Money ball, my money ball bobsled team <laughs> will wipe the what do they call it? The half pipe? The, I don't know. The, the luge. Oh, wait. So, no, so wait. The, so you're not going to you're tube? not going to you're not going to take take genetic criteria into creating your bobsled team. You're just going to go with a. Oh no! You, I'm you're actually going to offer some sort of survey or profile to pick your bobsledders. <laughs> I'll go up against you on that. Sure, totally. Because I will gonna, take I'm gonna the use... motivated genetically lessened. Because honestly, I think your ability to select bobsled genes is probably not going to work. I, I will. I, I'm going to use height, for example. If you're going to have a random assortment of height, yeah, I, but I'm like your if you did like team, a, I'm going to have a short five thirty eight analysis of like who won the bobsled and just like ran it straight on height. I don't think that would. It's work. It's not just going to be height though. But no, but, but you said so, height. Okay, how about this? I'll, I'll enrich for Scandinavian traits. How about that? <laughs> who, who are the teams that generally win? I'm not going to be my my. I'm going to have a different team for sprinting than I'm going to have for bobsledding, and then I'm going to have okay. for NBA basketball. So let's go with that, right? What if the reason the Scandinavian bobsled teams are so awesome is just because there's a culture of bobsledding in Scandinavia? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's how they get to work. You know, going to bobsled to the IKEA now. I mean, like, you know, it just might be like. <laughs> and we just lost our Scandinavian audience. We really there lost we our French Sorry, audience. Sorry, <laughs> We've already irritated Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> It's but no, like, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, untwining those things. Like, I'm actually back to, like, you're all, like, compromised, right? Like, if you integrated the genetic and the behavioral parts, probably better data. But, like, right now, you know, polygenic, right? Like, yeah. Heights and, like, bobsledding. I mean, like, polygenic AF, right? And sure. so, like, sort of yeah, teasing yeah, out, sure. like, the relative, like, genetic panel for, like, the bobsledding. I mean, that's, like... That's like 15 RO1s for like 16 <laughs> years or whatever. I'm just saying it. I, I think I mean, unless you're I seeing like some quantum surge in, in like, you know, genomic modeling. What about something more extreme though, like uh, powerlifting, say? I mean, so so this is basically th- th- this is being done in real time in places like China with with uh, uh, girls or women's gymnastics. They Oh my god, that's going to be such an awesome story. Can you imagine like the but, 2030 version of Miracle with like the genetically modified Chinese hockey team going up against like the plucky. <laughs> there you go. There's one. some. There's there's a good. But 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 I guess to Joe's point, how much of it is genetic selection criteria, and how much of it is just an insane amount of training, right? Um, or motivation yeah. to do it. I mean, I'm just saying that like throughout history, right? There's all these instances of where the person who should have won 
didn't. Maybe it is a combination of things. Maybe it's a combination. You do the genetic testing to find out who has the ability to recover from injuries and, and, and hard training, and then who's psychologically inclined to want to do that crazy crap right. to become a world-class athlete. Oh, my God. So it's nature and nurture? At, at, the, at the moment. What? In the future, the genes will also be able to tell you their psychology as well. So you won't need that. But right now, we need it. Okay. That's my half-hearted attempt at a compromise. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think it's time to come to ground. Joe, take us uh, out. Please take a moment to look at the future technologies. We'll include links to both the language assessment determined healthy empathy test, because I can't read no more, um, as well as the... Um, Origin G- Inc. with a three instead of an E. Wow. <laughs> kind of wish I hadn't compromised now. <laughs> um, <laughs> So please make sure to check both those out, both uh, companies ongoing or technologies available for licensing. Yes. And also, uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Unimet, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska Medical Center and the University of Nebraska at Omaha, and also KVNO Recording Studios at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Thank you very much for your support. So for Tyler, Sharon, and Joe Rungi, I'm Charlie Litton saying thank you, and join us again on Unimed's Innovation Overground.